Welcome to the Leaving Inside Out podcast. I'm your host, Tux Arotere, and this is episode 69. Episode 69 is Living Authentically with Beverly Adaisi. I am so excited to introduce Beverly Adaisi, who is a content producer in lifestyle and beauty and hair and travel and all things wonderful. If you have never heard of Beverly or you haven't watched any of her hilarious skits on social media, you've got to check her out. I'm so serious. She has got that whole uh, comedic, brings so much comedic value that is clean, that's funny, that inspires us. She's just everything. She's very relatable. But you know what I loved about our conversation was the authenticity that she brings to the table. I have to confess that I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't not expecting that she'll be herself, but I just wasn't prepared for just the the, the, the surge of who she is. Her personality, the way that it shines through the videos is exactly how it's shown through in my conversation with her. And I'm so glad that I had that opportunity to chat with her. Now, I can't wait for you to tell me what you think and also share your authentic stories. And as you can tell, I am now moving into the phase of living inside out where I'm introducing guests and having conversations with people because you guys have heard my voice long enough. (laughs) So now I'm introducing a few more people as guests and just really to, uh, to dig into the minds of others, see what makes them tick, see how they navigate life, how they do life and I promise it's going to bring such good value and I cannot wait to hear your thoughts about it. Enjoy this episode and come back and tell me what you think about it. Talk later. Thanks for joining us and leaving Inside Out and your personality shines right through your videos. I feel like you're my friend. Like you're my, seriously, like we're sisters. You yeah. just didn't know it. <laughs> you're at my wedding. Don't worry. Oh, yes, of <laughs> we course. We don't have a husband. Oh, listen, the husband is actually in, in existence. We just haven't seen his face yet. That's all. Yeah. You better come correct. <laughs> what were you like as a child? Oh, my goodness. I was shy. Oh. You know, I was actually an only, well, I'm kind of jumping, but I was an only child to the age of 14. <gasps> wow. I know. So just naturally, I'm more of like a shy, reserved, a little bit on the timid side. Mm -hmm. And so it's actually crazy to see, you know, what I'm doing now. And I'm like, wow, me back then, I didn't talk to anybody. Wow. Mm -hmm. You were actually shy as a child. It's hard to believe. Really? Would you say you're an introvert or an extrovert? Now I would say more of an ambivert. So okay, when I so first, when I first meet someone, I think because of social media, maybe they're expecting me. Yes. Sometimes I feel like people expect me to come into the room doing a cartwheel and maybe <laughs> doing jumping jacks. I'm like, hey, good. I'm a regular human being, but I will say I do try to, I'm personable, mm. um, but you know, just like anyone else, I, I have to kind of see, you know, gauge this person a yes, little bit. Once I feel course. comfortable, yeah. the madness will just come out. The, the people that know me, when they see the stuff I post, they're not even surprised. They're not even, they're like, oh, this is they're her. Like, this, girl. this is her. This is even her toned down version. Right. <laughs> that is so cool. It's funny because I think about my childhood and I was quite shy as a child mm. as well. I'm an only girl, so I've got, I'm sandwiched mm. between two brothers. Mm-hmm. So I've grown up with just girls, and and now the way my life is, it's it's almost like a god trick where mm. 
I have four sons and no daughters. Wow. So I don't have sisters and I don't have daughters and I'm just not surrounded by girls at all. Mm. And I think that affected my personality. Really? Okay. In a way, yeah. Not necessarily in a bad way, but, mm-hmm. but I was shy as well yeah. as a child. At least you have, you know, at least, you know, you have an older brother. For me, yes. I had to just make it you have to be you know, perfect when from people, day one. Not just that, but when people, you know, when people go to like school, right? You have your big brother ahead of you. Yes. You know, they kind of know some people. And yeah. so for me, I just have to, everyone that I've met, I just met them on my own terms. Wow. You know, because I have nobody before me. Yes. And yes. so I think, I don't know, just as a someone who had that only child mentality for a long time, mm. it was just hard to not be social, but it was harder for me because... I had to learn from the ground up, whereas some other people, their older sibling kind of paved mm-hmm. the way, you know? That's right. Yeah. How do you feel that that's affected you as you navigate life today? Maybe that's why I'm doing solo traveling, <laughs> because I just, I'm just so used to my own company. Yeah, yeah. Now, I won't say it's just because I'm an only child, but I think that really helped. That helped, yeah. Yeah, it helped me become very comfortable with myself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we're, and I do love the company of others, mm. but please, if they don't show up, I'm okay. You're fine as I'm well. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's weird because I feel like I've kind of evolved over the years. Mm-hmm. So I used to be, I would have thought I was an introvert as a child. Hmm. And then as time went on, I went to boarding house. I went to boarding school in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. I clearly was an extrovert in school. I was a troublemaker. Mm -hmm. I would mimic people and all of that. But as I've gotten older now, I'm finding solace and peace and strength in my own company. Like I just feel... Like you said, if, if we're meant to hook up and you don't show up, there's yeah. a part of me that would dance, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't exactly cry. Yeah. What's your temperament? I, don't, I feel like I'm just more sanguine Ooh. and more reserved. It depends. Reserved. Mm. Okay. But then I can be, you know, more on the, yeah. you know, so I can mix. have my, with friends. Yes, With yes, people that yeah. I, I'm comfortable around. Yeah. But if I'm just meeting a person, I'm like, you know, yeah I could tell though I mean oh really yeah because you're it's like I said you show through and Mm -hmm. one of the reasons I remember saying to my husband the first time I saw your videos Mm -hmm. and it was I guess it was in a season when I was sort of researching and doing an unofficial research of the term authenticity and how that plays into people's success Mm -hmm. and I truly truly believe that you can only be successful when you come as yourself right and I think that you do, like you come as yourself. Mm-hmm. And so what we see is who you really are. Yeah. You're not afraid to make fun of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> You're not afraid to laugh at yourself. Yeah. And it's beautiful because it's the only way that we can truly connect as human beings. It's true. And it's just exhausting to try to listen to someone else. Honestly. You know? And I, you know, another thing that I get a lot is, you know, because I switch back and forth in my accent. Yeah, people absolutely. think it's just something I do for social media. But you actually, I'm I'm like, this is how I talk. This is <laughs> and for some reason, I don't think... Some people can, they can't grasp that. Yeah. Like, why are you using two accents? But why are you I have to. You know, that's just, <laughs> yeah. and that's how most Nigerians. Which is very true. It's true. Yeah. When you want to, you know, true. elaborate on something, you want to be passionate, 100%. then yeah. it comes out. Yeah. You know? That is people, so true. <laughs> so how long were you in Nigeria for? Because you were born in Nigeria and mm-hmm. then you moved to Houston. I was in Nigeria for seven years. And then you moved. And then my parents just dragged me to America. Then I asked them. I didn't ask them. So they moved <laughs> me here. And then I remember the first thing. The first American food I tried was broccoli and cheese. Oh. I complained to my mom. I remember oh, I, wow. I cried. I was like, what is oh. this? <laughs> broccoli and cheese. And so 
we moved to Dallas and mm-hmm. we stayed with a family friend for a year. Okay. So, because my mom had one of these a lot. All right. We stayed with a family friend for a year and she was kind of, you know, acting as, you know, like the housemaid, taking care of the wow. kids, cooking and things like that. And I think there, one situation happened where maybe she, my mom was standing up for herself because mm. maybe they were kind of taking advantage her, of mm. her. And so she stood up for herself and then it, it ended up kicking us out. <gasps> yes. Like just kicking family us. Family friend. Mm-hmm. And so my dad, he had came down at the time. And I think that was the first time I ever saw my dad like cry. Oh, wow. And so I just remember after we left Dallas, there was this man, I don't even know his name, but I remember him as like a good Samaritan. Mm. I think he helped my parents get us a ticket to Houston. Wow. Yeah. And so who was in Houston? I, I don't even, I think this is a whole bunch of Africans, <laughs> but well, I think he just Did they said, know people in Houston? I'm sure that they, they were gonna, did. Okay. I'm sure they did. And so he was probably like, hey, let's, you know, go here. And so I just remember we started from. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so inspiring. Yeah. So presumably your parents are a huge inspiration to you. Yeah. Would you say that they were like the single, would, would you call them the single most influential people or persons in your life as from childhood? I, honestly, when I really take a step back and think about it and yeah. think about their journey. Yeah. Because it's not easy to leave no. everything you, you've known Mm-mm. and then you go to a new country. Right. Which is why I'm like, ah, when I travel, my parents will be giving me, you know, they'll be like, ah, why are you always traveling? You're always traveling. Why are you <laughs> like you should be Columbia? happy here. <laughs> you, you took your whole family and you left. left and yeah. me, I was only in Colombia for a year. Mm. You, you just migrated to a whole nother country. So why are you complaining when I do wow. something, you know? Yeah. So, they're yeah. brave. They're bold. They're risk they takers. They don't even know. Brave, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And to have gone through that experience, you know, it's the difference in culture as well. Mm. So you're not just leaving to go to another country. You're leaving your culture to go to a different culture, mm. a different society, new expectations. You don't even know how it's going to turn out, but then they did it. So, wow. well done, mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh wow. So what I mentioned about being authentic. Have you ever been in a position where you felt that being you as a person has been a disadvantage to you? Like, has it worked against you or had any? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Even when it comes to like social media, Mm -hmm. I just, all I can do is be myself. Yeah. You know, and it just feels weird trying to be like someone else. It just, it's not in me. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, and so, no, I mean, I, I just take it as, if I'm being myself and somebody does not like it, yeah. then I'm, I'm just not for them. Yeah. And that's okay. Whether it's in business, friendships, mm-hmm. romantic relationships, and that's fine. Yeah. You know, everybody's absolutely. not for everybody. Absolutely. That's so true. Yeah. So I'm looking at your journey. So now you, okay, so you get to Houston mm-hmm. and then you obviously settle in, you go to school and everything. And then what happens? Okay. I go to school. Then we moved to the suburbs. I was about mm-hmm. 16. I mean, I end up going to university. Of course, you know, African mm-hmm. parents. You have they to. to. They want me to be the... <laughs> They gave me the three options. Oh, yeah. Pick from one of these three. So I pick, you know, of course I pick doctor. I was like, okay. Me dad does not even like to give me shots. Ah. I wasn't going to be a doctor. But it it made sense for that, you know, for the time being. But then later on, and I I want to backtrack because Mm -hmm. while as an only child, my mom gave me a beauty mannequin. And so I would just play, you know, just do a little hair stuff. Because who else am I going to talk to? You know, Holy Spirit. So she gave me a mannequin. 
And I fell in love with hair and it kind of helped mm. me through college as well. So after I graduated with my undergrad, I went to, I was like, you know what? I'm, I've given my parents their degree. Mm-hmm. Let me go into cosmetology. something I enjoy wow. doing. Okay. You know, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to get licensed. And I'm going to own this, you know, salon. And I'm going to own my product, mm-hmm. different things like that. And so they were not happy. <laughs> they were not happy because it was, I strayed away from the path that yeah. they had intended. And, yeah. And so, but I, you know, I enjoyed it. And what's funny is that now that I, I would consider myself a retired stylist, mm. you know, I still have love for the industry. Okay. I still love it. Yeah. Love it. But I'm just, it's just a different season. Mm, and now right. my parents are like, ah, something again. Like they're like, ah, this is great. You can't stay one place. And I'm just like, life is short. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and you have multiple talents and yeah. gifts as well. You might as well explore them. So what are you doing now? So you, what would you describe yourself as now? I would just say like a media personality yes. host. Yes, yes, yes. You know, and yeah. yeah, that's what I do. Content creator, host. Yeah. Do you feel like you're ever going to go into like cosmetics and things like producing products? Probably. Okay. In the future, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, good. Because I have a love for the hair industry and mm. I love, and color is my specialty. So ah. I wouldn't be so, yeah. So it's not even like I'm giving up on the hair industry. It's yeah. just like, okay, this for is now, now. For this season. And this this is... season may even fund the next yes. season. You never know. Absolutely. <laughs> and you always have been, you're also um, an MC as well. Like uh-huh. we've seen clips of you yeah. MCing at weddings and so on. How do people find you? Like how do they, like what made them even think, like obviously I know what made them think, but right. how, how do they approach you? What do they come to you with? You know, that story is even funny because remember how I was telling you how I was just a, naturally a shy kid yeah you know it's timid with the sphere of public speaking mm. so um i had a client one day and so funny enough yvonne orgy i remember her talking she on came her to podcast just now oh really literally now wow when you started said shy i literally just saw her face really because i remember how she got into stand-up but anyway continue she was shy? I think she was shy, hey. but she wasn't trying to be a comedian or anything wow. like that. She just, she literally fell into it because her brothers, I think, mm. were running beauty contests, like mm-hmm. a Miss Nigeria in the U.S. or something uh-huh. like that. And they really needed more, more entrance. Mm-hmm. And I hope I'm not like butchering. totally butchering her story <laughs> yeah. here, but they needed, and she entered for it. And then she was, you're supposed to have your talent that you gave right okay. during the contest. And she, they like, yeah, you just comedy and she's like i don't know any jokes right and she came up with it but she was really good and hey that's literally mm. how she started oh wow <laughs> i listened to the jesus angelov podcast yes. and i remember her mentioning you know being a female mc and it was just weird i was like huh mm. and you realize i'm like i don't think i've ever seen one <laughs> they're all males you're right you know? you're and right. so i was like okay this is that's cool. It's just it's just something that's stuck in the back of my yeah. mind. Like, okay, it's something I could dabble into. But then like, I kind of let it go. And then I had a client one time and I was doing her hair for her wedding. Mm-hmm. And she was going through Instagram and she was scrolling. Now, at this time, I was putting, you know, wedding MC in some of the hashtags. Uh. She was scrolling. She saw one of my videos. She was like, hey, why don't you just do it? And I was like, me? <laughs> and so... It's crazy. My first wedding, I did hair and I was the MC. And you were the MC. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so I'm such a perfectionist mm. that I was like, okay, you know, after I was done with her hair, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I was trying to make sure that I stuck to everything, which mm. I did. But looking back, what I would do differently, there's a big difference from mm-hmm. back then till now, because back then, the first wedding, I wasn't even looking at anybody. I wasn't even concerned who was in the car. I was just like, I need to. You just need get to make sure po- get it. You know, I'm sure I was probably looking at me. You know, but 
No, she actually, she loved it. But she was a little tipsy, so that kind of helped. Oh. <laughs> but she gave me, you know, she loved it. And to this day, I still talk to her. Oh, good. Um, but then after that, I just, you know, you post that one picture. Yeah. And then someone sees it. Oh. Or, like, the DJ refers you. And yeah. then it just, you know, you get clips from there. Yeah. And then you just kind of keep on going. And that's something that you obviously want to grow and you want to keep on doing. Yeah. I remember after the first wedding, I was like, okay. You know, I was hard on myself just naturally because mm. I'm a perfectionist. And I had to give myself grace because I'm like, ah. This is your first time. Yeah. It's your first time. Mm. So I bought this book called Speak With No Fear. Okay. I bought a book called Speak With No Fear. And then I read it. And so I took some points, mm. you know. And one thing I always do now, of course, you know, of course, showing up on time. That's a no brainer. But even when I show up on time, when I'm done with my mic check, I go and talk to the individuals during mm. cocktail hour. Mm. I talk to them. I compliment them. Mm. And so that way, when we get into the reception hall, it's not like I'm talking to a group it's of complete strangers, strangers. You know, yes. and then when you take the time out to get to know people, yes. they tend to listen to you a little bit that more. That is so true. And then also really just making sure that I'm prepared fully mm. and then just relax and be myself right and the truth right. is confidence comes the more the more you, you do, do it okay yeah. those are really really great yeah. tips i've actually taken some myself i'm not trying to be an mc or yeah. anything like that but i do do public speaking, speaking yeah. and so yeah mm -hmm. it's really helpful to know yeah. so how do your parents feel now like when they, they're watching you you've, you're an mc you're mm -hmm. an influencer you've got this great You've got this great channel or platform on social media that brings a lot of joy to people. Mm -hmm. Do they, how do they, what's their response? You know, African parents, I feel like <laughs> they don't take you seriously until you, you come with, with the money. big, 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 you know. But I will say, I don't send them my stuff anymore. If they see it, maybe yeah. it's because of family members. But they will, uh, they were telling me one time that they went to one of their friends' house and they were showing them one of my videos and the daughter was like oh my gosh you're beverly's parent you know oh, so you know african parents yeah. you know they like mm, oh yeah yes, they yes like, that's my daughter even if that's not something they want me to do <laughs> yeah, yeah ah, they want to oh boost. absolutely <laughs> so i mean i'm sure they're proud but you yeah. know parents, you gotta show them a little bit yes more, so. yes yes absolutely i'm sure they still want me to go back to get masters in law <laughs> even though i've never mentioned law no you haven't no they still, still want that it's funny because african parents leave for their children mm -hmm. and they carry everything on their heads like literally even until you're in your 50s or 60s right. they don't, it never stops like they're always she could do better what if she fails what if this mm -hmm. happens and they carry it all with them and they're constantly they operate i think they operate from a place of fear right. a lot of african parents you know they look at their children as investments yes. rather than individual yeah, beings that's it. Exactly. so it's kind of like okay i brought you to this world yes i brought you to america yes. you need to what is my return yes yes, yes <laughs> what is my yeah, roi yeah yeah you know? and, and so, the roi comes also in terms of making me proud mm -hmm. like you know and don't come and disgrace me do. with your exactly right you've got to so, <laughs> instead of instead of medical school the doctor is putting on mama scarf and, <laughs> and, and and doing mama skits ah i know it's pinning them small oh books. you know we watch your skits mm -hmm. and honestly there are some of them i keep going back to and I just really crack up really? because I grew up in Benin, mm -hmm. in Benin City. So although I'm Yoruba, but I grew up in Benin City and I'm very familiar with the ways of non-Yorubas. Okay. And then I schooled in the North amongst houses. So Ooh. I've kind of like, okay. <laughs> I'm a bit of a, a national slave mama, oh. <laughs> a local slave yeah, mama. Yeah. And so I grew up in the North. And so, but when you depict that Igbo accent, it's as though you've never been on a plane in your life before. Like you've never <laughs> even, you know, like you didn't even cross. Wow. 
emo state or anambra state mm. or you know wherever that's literally what it sounds like it's so on point <laughs> like it's so on point yeah. and i have my favorites one of my favorites was the one where you were on the plane and giving a um <laughs> <laughs> giving the testimony in church oh my goodness there's so many so yeah. many of them but you you definitely bring us so much joy yeah that makes me feel good i love it i love laughter and so i mm. look at social media as sharing laughter with like a, a big group of friends yes, it's something you know yeah. i share memes amongst my friends because mm-hmm. i want them to laugh and so it's just a bigger yes bigger platform, yes so. yeah absolutely challenges how do you deal with challenges i don't tell people to mind their business <laughs> I, don't, no, no, no. I would say when it comes to challenges i try to see the glasses half full mm. and then at least i'll say okay what can i do right as long as I know that, okay, I've done all that I can do, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to challenges, then the rest, just like I don't stress. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, I try to, I'm trying to live a life that is, has the least amount of stress possible. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to challenges, instead of just overthinking and, yes. and, and stressing, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. let me take a step back. Mm-hmm. What am I able to do? Yeah. Did I do that? Okay, great. The rest, I just thought, leave it to God. Leave it to God, exactly. I'm kind of the same as well, although there are times I fall off the bandwagon. You know, I really try to, I journal a lot. Mm -hmm. That's my therapy. (laughs) So I, I write whatever the issue is that's going on in my head. I know that it has presented itself in multiple ways, but it's one problem. Mm. And so I write down everything I think is the problem everything I think is is the challenge and then I look at it intently because when you take things out of your mind it it disempowers it Mm. and it just makes it like okay this is just something on a piece of paper and so I write down the list of whatever I think the least long list is and go through each one and ask myself is this fact or is this an assumption? Mm. And most mm, of the good. time, it's an assumption. Like, I've just imagined that, oh my goodness, like I run my own business mm-hmm. and London right now, the United Kingdom right now is going through so <laughs> serious challenges. Right, honestly, like it's been, we've had, I guess the first, the first blow was Brexit. The fact that, and it affected small businesses mm. like ours. So Brexit was the first, pandemic was first, which was everyone, right, and then right. Brexit. And then we've had the war in Ukraine, which yeah. is affecting gas and, and um, petroleum and everything. And then we've had the queen died. <laughs> and then we have a new queen, a new king. London needs a nap. Right. <laughs> and then we've also got a new prime minister and, and who just sacked the... Yeah. So it feels like our country is in a lot of pain at the moment. And I have, I find that I have to separate myself, disassociate myself from the pain. Mm. Otherwise, it also becomes my pain and affects my life. Right. Because taking on other people's problems does not really solve it doesn't solve their problem unless you're actually doing something about it. And so to take on the challenges and put it on my head as though mm. I'm now prime minister is yeah. not going to do anybody any good and is going to mm. destroy me. So I just kind of, you know, let's separate ourselves from it and focus on our own growth and right. our own and see what we can do. Ooh. I know. You can only do so much. Please. Right. Mm-hmm. Honestly, mm-hmm. we really can. So what inspires you today? What inspires me? I think really my family such my family back home as well mm-hmm. uh, my two aunties oh they inspired me to just keep going going yeah and so you know sometimes there's some things you may not be able to talk to your parents about mm-hmm, and so i mm-hmm. talk to them but also the fact that 
this life is short. Yeah. And I want to inspire others. Yeah. Too. yeah. So that kind of keeps me going. Mm. You know, and some of the things that we tend to worry about is like when you get to the end of your life, you know, if you're able to, you know, live a long life, you look back and you'd be like, that wasn't really it wasn't as big as what true, I thought, you know? True. So, Absolutely. Yeah. What was it that made you move to Colombia? Cost of li- no, no, no. <laughs> I actually wanted to live overseas for a year. Oh, right. Just okay. by myself. So I studied oh. abroad in Spain when oh. I was an undergrad. And so I would stay there for about three months. Okay. And it was just, it was my first time going to a place that wasn't Nigeria or the mm. United States. And so I went and I was actually very scared to go. But then I was like, you know what? Let me just do it. Mm-hmm. So I went and I realized, wow, this world is big. Yeah. There's a lot to see. Yeah. And, do. and then just traveling just opens up your mind. And so I was staying with the host family at the time. And so I was like, you know what? When I graduate, I want to live overseas for one year okay. by myself. Wow. Initially, I was going to go to Germany. Okay. Sorry. I was going to go to Germany. And I fell in love with Colombia because I came for my 26th birthday. And so I was like, I like uh, Colombia. And then my minor was Spanish. And so I was like, yes. okay, I can kill two birds with one stone, mm-hmm. practice my Spanish. You know, I love the Spanish culture and then just live. And the cost of living was pretty good too. Pretty good. Yeah. What was it like? It was, it was fun. I just, I love Colombians. Oh. I love their culture. You know, they could do a little bit better with the spice. <laughs> You know? It was very spicy. Oh, no, no spicy it wasn't. Enough. Oh no! I, I would have ah. thought that it would. They would. They were almost on so par. Too. With I was thinking of Mexican. Yes, yes, Colombians yes. don't do spice. What? Salt and sometimes even black pepper is even oh, too. Oh no! It's even too hot. That's ah. that's a scene. There was only this one market that I would go to on Tuesdays to get the pepper that I really liked. So I had to just wow. pack it and freeze it. <laughs> I said, like, I don't live like this. <laughs> wow. But it was it was nice. I met some great individuals and I lived this simple life. I was just going to ask what a day that. in your life was like while you were there. Day in my life. So I would wake up by like 625 mm-hmm. and I would go to my workout. So that was like my main thing. I worked out with this group. They were like a team and then like the trainer just allowed me to work out with them. So I worked out with them. Okay. I would come home around like maybe 1030 and then I would probably take a nap because my body was just exhausted. Get up, check emails, go to a cafe, things mm. like that, and then come back, cook. So it was really simple. That was mm. pretty much it. Weekends, I would socialize with like other expats or like fellow Colombians that I've met. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Wow. Simple. That is simple. I like that. That sounds like the sort of baseline you want your life to. Like th- that should be your absolute minimum. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not falling below that. No. I love the simple life. I desire. You know, it's, it's crazy. I used to think the simple life would be more boring. Mm. The sounds like, oh, you're not out here jet setting and yeah. doing all this. No, but I'm here. I'm working out. I'm making time to cook. I'm mm. making time to spend time with people mm-hmm. that mean a lot to me. And that that's what I want. Yeah. So wherever God takes Yes. This whole thing, I, at the end of the day, that's good. Let me go and do my assignment. But when I come back, let me just have my simple just life. Have your let simple me have a garden and I'm, right. you know, growing my peppers and whatever. <laughs> Nobody should disturb me. You know, Absolutely. and I spend time with family. That's good. Yeah. That sounds like a dream. Yeah. That sounds like a dream. It's not every time uh, entrepreneur, please, sometimes rest. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever get kind of tired so you're a content creator and mm-hmm. i know you enjoy it are there times you're like oh this is a drag are you ever that way or you you're just about creating content mm. not really and i think it's because i set boundaries uh. so i don't post according to what people feel like i should post uh. i post what i what i want to post and when i want when to you post. want to yeah. that's interesting because i mean I, I don't know i don't sit at a desk and say hmm what can i come up with now yeah. no i just let it, it just it comes, it comes naturally when it comes naturally i write it down in my notepad mm-hmm. and then when it's time i give myself enough time i'll film it 
How long does it take you to film one of your skits? It depends because some are quicker than others. But okay. I would say maybe like three-ish hours, depending on how many characters I'm playing. Yeah. You know, so if it's like maybe two characters, like three hours to, you know, yeah. go through everything. Oh my um, but it's not too bad. It's not too I bad. I love your characters. Oh, thank you. I love, um, I can't remember what her name is. The one who... The Florence. T- no, not no, Florence. Okay. Florence is the one that... that With the Bluetooth. Yeah. <laughs> I need to bring her Sister back. Florence. Yeah, she's the bougie one. <laughs> she's uh, Sister Florence. And then there's uh, Amaka's mom. Which one's Amaka's mom? Well, Sister Agnes. She's yeah, like the Sister main Agnes. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Sister Agnes is the main one. Yeah. And then Florence. Okay, yeah. yeah. And then you had those two. And there was and the t- braider. Oh, yeah, yeah. The braider yeah. with the stomach. With the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might know the one who made this. It was uh-huh. me. I started this hairstyle. Yeah. <laughs> Original Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> No, that was great. <laughs> I mean, I, I can imagine just how fun it must be. I think that we, we're we all gifted naturally. Mm-hmm. And I think we can't be truly happy unless we're using our gifts. Or maybe I should reward that and say, when you're forced to use gifts that are not yours, mm. it's draining. Mm-hmm. For me, it's just like, you know, I'll get messages and people be like, oh, can you post about African moms when this happened and they do this? And, you know, the, what they're saying is not bad. But it's not mine. Mm, it's not my it's idea. Your lot, yeah. And I say, okay, well, I mean, I'll put it in my back pocket if I think of something. Yeah. If I can cool. spin it in a um, way that I can see how it applies to right. me. Yeah. If I get something, yeah. But if I don't, then I don't. I don't force so it. So people actually do that. They yeah. send you. Oh. And they don't mean. They don't mean. No, mom. it's, it's sweet. Just, yeah. yeah. And so sometimes I'm like, well, why don't you do it? But you know, some people are shy. And so even with brands too. If, mm. if they're asking me to do something and I feel like this does not line up with my brand yes. or my value, then I won't yeah, do it. Then you won't it do doesn't it. make sense. I if agree. I don't feel like I'm going to be, I'll be able to be my authentic self mm-hmm. and mm. do it. Mm. Because the more authentic I am, the more views you're going to get. So 100%. it works out for the both of us. But if, yes. it, if it's something I have to force, force yeah. I don't do it. Yeah, mm. I hear you. Absolutely. Because people can tell. People can tell. And it just, it, people can tell. And I think that the world is becoming even more attuned to falsehood and fakeness mm-hmm. and all of that like we can s- maybe because of social media right. i don't know but the minds of people these days are some people actually wake up looking for the fake <laughs> you know wow. they're not even looking for the originality mm-hmm. like how is this fake how is this mm-hmm. not real and i do think that we can't place value on being ourselves being authentic mm-hmm. i mean we can't price it is what i should say there is no number you can put on the value of that and you can see it with the rise of like like TikTok. I don't yes. know if you're on there, but you'll see how a lot of people will say, "Oh, Instagram is dead, and Instagram is going out." Because with Instagram, there is this preparation. Like you have mm-hmm. to come here, you know, perfect. But on TikTok, you have just all kinds of people. <laughs> you know, they're in their night scarf and yes. they're just talking, and they're getting thousands mm. of views because they're just you know being themselves. But yeah, I think Instagram kind of puts a little bit of that pressure mm-hmm. on people. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, they allow it to. Yeah. If you don't allow it to, it is what it is. But yeah. it's just kind of like, okay, you have to come perfect. All your pictures have to be face-tuned and photoshopped. You know right. I said, I'm not doing all that. Yeah. Even with filters. Yeah. Uh. yeah. I mean, you don't need filters. If you're listening on the podcast, I need to describe Beverly's skin to you. <laughs> it is glowing with a capital G. Thank you. Like thank literally, you. literally glowing. <laughs> like you. it's beautiful skin. <laughs> you. You're a filter on your own, <laughs> so you don't <laughs> need others. <laughs> no, I don't even really allow myself to do you know the mm. ones on 
it's funny. I got on Snapchat just yesterday, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't even use it. But mm. I was like, "Why is every filter making my nose small?" I don't want, please. No, leave my nose. <laughs> that's how I get my oxygen. Leave my nose, yeah. please. I don't want. And that's it's crazy that people mm. really rely on that, and then that stuff warps your mind. It does. Mm-hmm. It really does. I don't even want to. No, it's okay, it please. really does. I mean, because you now have to look at yourself in the mirror yeah. and find. I mean, it's the same effect. I wear glasses, and I I wear contacts sometimes, but I don't like wearing contact lenses. So of course, if I've got a nice day out or something or evening out I'd wear my contacts Mm. and whenever I put them on the wall just looks like it was washed like with almost detergent Mm. and blow dried and everything (laughs) it looks like so clean and everything I can see is so perfect it looks feels like I've got new eyes on nighttime comes and I take them off Mm -hmm. and the disappointing feel that (laughs) this is that the world is blurry it's a bit gray and so I can imagine that that's what people will feel like if they only ever leave on filters and mm-hmm. only ever want to present themselves in a way that's not natural. And then let's not even go into the toll it takes on the mental health as well. And it's even affecting the next generation right. way worse than, you mm-hmm. know. And I think just with being a woman, you know, mm-hmm. specifically, it's like you, for me, I create boundaries with that too. I'm like, yes. I don't want to filter my pictures. Mm-hmm. If, if anything, let me blur the background so yeah. I can pop more. But I don't even want to go into that because mm-hmm. I don't want to look at myself and think, oh, my nose, leave my nose. Just leave me. it. The way my nose yes. is, that's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> Allow me to breathe, please. Right. It's just crazy what it's doing to the younger generation. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I don't even want to allow myself to get there. Mm-hmm. And as a woman, you know, you're seeing all these images and, you know, you're comparing yourself. And I feel like you really have to be intentional, to be intentional. about yeah. being like, you know what, I'm good. Yeah. I'm fine, you yeah. know. And a lot of these individuals, they're not what they no. seem like as no. well. You know, so and true. So, Oh and like you said, we're all uniquely created. We're all different, you know. We're not your nose is exactly how your nose is supposed right. to be. You know, your head is the shape it's meant to be. And it's okay for it to be right. that way. And I think that if you start to create, use other people's appearances as a standard, mm. that's just the starting point. Because it means that your goals and your ambitions would be deviated to mirror someone else's. You would use them or use people. Mm -hmm. And I know that I've fallen prey to that as well in business where Mm -hmm. I've looked and said, oh my goodness, how come she's doing all of these rooms for all of these celebrities and I'm not an intentionality? Like I Mm -hmm. had to be intentional. So as a rule... I don't look at my competitors. I do look at their Google reviews because the complaints of clients helps me to know what to work on and make sure that, you know, that I'm doing well and make sure that we're we're not falling prey to it. And what's interesting is you find that people in the same industry tend to share the same challenges and the competitors, clients' complaints would, would actually mirror that. And then you can be like, okay, this is one area where we definitely need to make sure we're standing out. But to look at them, see what they're doing, what they're selling, because it, it's a slippery slope. Like yeah. there's just nowhere. It's no, it's never gonna end. And that's their season. You mm. know, that's, yeah, everybody's journey is different. Absolutely, so, and yeah. there are things that you do brilliantly well that other people may not be able to do. So hey, let's just own it. What's a mantra or practice that you use? Like when you <laughs> do, you have a mantra or a practice yeah. you use when I you're do. in a okay i say it almost every day please i cannot come and keep myself that's literally it if there's a way i can get it i love that literally (laughs) and and it's funny because it's something we hear and a joke but it's true like what i can do is Mm, what i can do mm -hmm. after that please yeah (laughs) it's okay i love that yeah it's given a lot of calmness and relaxation Mm -hmm. and a stress-free life yeah 
Which is really how we're supposed to live. I've seen what stress can do Hmm. to individuals, like in my family, you know, like physically and mentally. And so I think because of that, my mindset is like, I have to be intentional about not stressing. You know, even today I was trying to find my way here and I was like, I got stuck at this place. I'm oh. like, wait, there's no, I have to turn around. Oh. And I felt like my body started getting hot. I was like, ah, I in know. this cold London, <laughs> I'm hot. I said, no, no, no. I just said, let me calm down. Mm-mm. I left on time. I gave myself enough time. And unfortunately, this was just a situation. Mm. So all I can do is try to get there yeah. and, and, and do what I can do. And it worked out perfectly yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. In the end. I was like, my hot time. I'm walking out. <laughs> Absolutely. What advice will you give to someone who is trying to find their voice mm. as a content creator, for example, or even just to build a platform doing whatever it is they do best? I would say the two key things are authenticity and consistency. I love that. You know, because like we, we talked about, if you're trying to, if you're seeing somebody else's platform and you're seeing what they're doing and you try to do it like them, people can tell. Yeah. People know it's not you. Yeah. You know, just be yourself. Mm-hmm. and be patient and don't compare yourself and mm. when you're consistent you know you're gonna reap something that's People right are gonna notice. You, you keep throwing something to a wall something mm, that's going something to will stick. stick yeah that's so true yeah, so that's that's what i was saying you're preaching to me that's a lesson for me especially the consistency part yeah. I, I do struggle with that i have to confess and i think it's because i have multi we all have multitudes of gifts and maybe because I practice a lot of Mm self-reflection. I'm keenly aware of what I'm capable of doing. And so when I'm busy minding my own business, doing one thing, another idea is going to jump right in and say, but you can also do this talk. So then I'm like, okay, let's start doing that. Mm -hmm. And so I can be all over the place, but I do need to learn to be more consistent. So thank you for that. (laughs) What do you want to leave behind as a legacy? I know you're still so young, but moving forward, like when you think was some... 50, 60, 70, even 80 years from now, what do you want people to say about you? Well, besides, you know, bringing (laughs) joy and laughter, I really, I'm one of those individuals that I like to set a goal and go for it. Mm -hmm. Like if something has been put on your heart and it it hasn't, you know, gone anywhere, Mm -hmm. there may be, you know, God might be trying to tell you, hey, you may need to pursue this thing. Mm -hmm. And so... I want to live a fearless life, or even if I do experience fear, because I'm still human, Mm -hmm. I want to do it scared and do it anyway, Mm -hmm. because I realize that me going for that, whatever that thing is, and me pushing through and being consistent and going for it is going to encourage somebody else Mm -hmm. to go through something. That's right. You know, whether I feel like, oh my gosh, it's too late for me, or I'm, I'm, oh, that's past my time Mm -hmm. or whatever. Me doing that is going to encourage someone. Maybe they're trying to you know, go back into law school Mm, mm, mm. and they feel like they're too old and they say, wow, you know, Beverly has done this. Maybe I can, you know, she's encouraged me to do this as well. Yes. yes. And so I want to really inspire people and just encourage them, like live this life to the fullest. Yeah. And by that, I don't mean, you know, hustle and work yourself Mm, to the ground. True. Let it be meaningful. You know, live intentionally. I think that's the thing. Mm -hmm. Be intentional about Mm, everything. Absolutely. And I think you're doing that beautifully well Mm, already because you're already an inspiration you are already authentic, you're already consistent, mm, and people are being inspired. When you mentioned that people will DM you and say, can you do this? It reminded me of a story Chimamanda said where mm-hmm. <laughs> she, I can't remember which of her books it was. I think it was Americana, and she had gone to Nigeria and she met this cleaner, mm-hmm. and this cleaner was, or maybe it was in the US, I can't remember, but mm-hmm. anyway, she said to her, 
hey, I really loved, I don't remember the name of the protagonist now in the book, but I really loved her story. But I think that she, it should have ended this way. And I think that maybe next time when you write another one, you can take her character in a different direction. And she said she was so touched by that because what had happened was these people had taken on her, her book and her characters as theirs hmm. and they could see themselves in it. They were already helping her to go in a direction that was unique to them. And the fact that they took it so personally meant so much to her. Hmm. So I think it's the same when people will send you a message and say, right. can you do this? They're like, they're not sending it to just anyone. They're sending right. it to you. And they're, because they can see that in you, mm-hmm. you've got mm-hmm. the ability to create this character and to help me tell this story wow. that I can tell myself. And I think there's nothing more powerful than giving people the ability to have a voice and tell their own story because everyone's got a story. We do a series on, well, we do a series, our Instagram lives called What's Your Rockstar Story? Because a rockstar story is really the story of your life with all of its challenges and regrets and wins and the things that you would normally you would have normalized as oh that just happened but mm-hmm. really was a win because of where you were at the time it happened mm-hmm. and so we share allow people to tell their stories or encourage people to tell their story it is so powerful wow it is it's absolutely powerful telling having to and so telling people your story as well so tell us something about you that's surprising that no one knows oh they kind of said it earlier <laughs> the whole only oh. child thing mm. yes let me see but well, I don't know. I, I'm a huge dog person. I don't oh. know. But I, that's what I wanted to say for later. But it just fits so well yeah. into the story. The fact that you were an only child yeah. for such a long time, yeah. and it's, it's in African house in African households, that's just not a common thing. You're right. You know? So, have you got a baby brother or sister? Brother. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Fifteen years old. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Oh, so you're also his. Does he really look up to you like my big he sister? He does. He'll, he'll come and talk to me and oh, be telling me things that are going on in school and crushes. That's so I said, please, sweet. please focus on your best. <laughs> that's so sweet because in the way that you had mentioned about your aunties and mm-hmm. you, there are people that you would say things to that you may not necessarily tell your parents. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's the way that he also sees you. Yeah. And, and I God, try I, to be that. I try to be that person because you know mm-hmm. sometimes. Our parents know the doom. Yeah, no. <laughs> you can't be as open to them. So True. I try to, you know, give him that that Space. freedom. Yes. To still come and talk to me about something like that. Yeah. So, but I'm also te- teaching him boundaries. Yeah, that's right. Because one thing I'm learning about boys are just a little bit more selfish. Boy. And so there'll be some times where I'll come straight from, you know, if I'm coming from work, I'm just really, really tired. And as soon as I walk in that door, that's when he wants to ask me all these things and all these questions. <laughs> and I have to tell him. You see that, you know, I just came back I just from came work. In. Give, me some, time. Time. Give yeah. me some time. Yeah. You know, and so I'm teaching him, hey, be considerate mm. about other people because it's not only about what you want yeah. to say. You have to think about, okay, is my sister in the best mood yes. and things like that. Yeah. So. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Really, really sweet. So um, what's one book or blog that you're reading? First of all, what's a book? What's your favorite book? What's a oh book that gosh. you like? <gasps> this book, I would read it over and over again. Gosh, well, I know this book. It's, it's a dream. Uh, Oh my gosh, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's a dreamer book. I can Google it for okay. you. Okay. How do I? It's red. I know this book. <laughs> One, the, the book that I'm reading now is called Mindset. Oh, okay. Right. And so I'm just in a season where I'm trying to discipline myself um, just more. Mm. And, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I do a pretty good job of being consistent, but I'm like, there are areas of my life that I, I need to be more disciplined. Yes, yeah. I just, yeah. I do. And so even though I'm doing well in these areas, I'm like, uh, but yeah, I need to but be disciplined areas. in this area. And a mm-hmm. lot of times, 
you know, it comes with, okay, I need to take a break. Mm. Social media, take a break. Mm-hmm. And that gives me time to just like, reset and refocus mm-hmm. so, I, so I can focus on the things I need to get yes, done. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because as much as I love social media, yes. it's not healthy to be on it. No, you're right. It mm-hmm. isn't. It certainly isn't. Mm-mm. The Circle Maker. That's oh, I haven't read that, but I've heard like, so much. I know this book. I've, I've read it more than once. Really? Yeah. The Circle Maker? What's mm-hmm. The Circle Maker about? The Circle Maker is about, um, he really tells a story about a man that believed in like rain. Like he was believing for it to rain, rain, yes. rain. Everybody thought yes. he was crazy. Yes. And then so he drew the circle mm-hmm. and then he prayed and asked God. He said, okay, God, I'm going to stay in this circle until it rains. And then it, the rain ended up coming, but it, he also goes into tell just different stories about how this individual pursued their goal and how they had different challenges. Mm. Um, you know, they had their family wanting to keep them back for them to stay in their comfort zone, but they kept going into the unknown. And at some point, they hit a challenge. They were like, maybe I should just go back. Maybe I should go back. And so it's, it's really inspiring. Okay, so The Circle Maker, definitely going to read that because yeah. I've heard people refer to it multiple really? times. Yeah. Okay. There's a book that came to mind. Have you read um, Caged Bird? Caged Maya Bird. Angelou's. Hmm. When you were describing the fact that you want to live abroad and the fact that you studied in Spain and, mm-hmm. and all of that, and you've lived in Colombia as well, and all the different gifts that you have and stylists and beauty and all of that stuff, she came to mind because mm-hmm. she was one person who lived a life that sounds very much like <laughs> the life that you're living mm-hmm. or that you see yourself living okay. where she she lived in multiple countries and mm. she she traveled you would absolutely love that. that book okay yeah caged bird i know why the caged bird sing okay. thing is a full title yeah okay so what's your superpower i mean i feel like with humor mm-hmm. you know but i will say other than humor i have this tendency to kind of look deep into people huh. um and so for example if i see someone i don't know if this is a problem if i see someone going through now did you want an actual superpower or just no oh, this okay, is okay. it yeah <laughs> so you know we'll see things happening on social media let's say somebody's acting crazy and so i i try not to just be like oh that that girl's out of line i try to say mm. that, you know she's hurt yes she's, you know and i try to sympathize and empathize empathize yeah because oftentimes we just kind of judge that's right that book and we don't know that that girl you know she's been hurt by so many people that's why she's behaving like that so absolutely whenever i encounter people and even if they may act you know funny or any way towards me i try Mm -hmm. to just think that you don't know what this person has been through yeah you know so that's true so quick that's cover it really does help Mm -hmm. it helps to know why yeah and sometimes you can just assume yeah and it helps you to to kind of communicate with them right. and deal with them and so on yeah i've had situations where i've been uh, offended by people and the way that i deal with it is like for me i think my number one thing is always oh, she's probably just insecure and i'm yeah. sure people are like well, is everyone it's... insecure talks maybe not but there is an insecurity about yeah. something right so even if they've been hurt multiple times by people there is an insecurity about how they present how people are receiving them right. or how people are going to treat them and so people really do put up walls and barriers and so on that your goodwill may bounce off and hit you mm-hmm. in the face and but it is just there's more beyond that so that's a beautiful superpower yeah. to have that's right Sometimes I don't say, maybe they're just mad. So when, I know, when I know that they're mad, I just do them. <laughs> oh, Lord, I hear you on that. Absolutely. How does your faith help you? Oh, man. I would say that is the core. Mm. Um, 
that is the basis of that's the reason for who I am. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, someone that's posting on social media, I think in today's age, it's kind of not taboo, but you know, when people hear that you're a believer, yeah, they kind of like, mm. they but judge you. I'm like, the reason, like, you, they... the reason you love my comedy, the reason you love the things that I do is, is God. I can't, yeah. there's no denying, mm-hmm. right? You can't have me like, okay, I like your humor, but don't talk. Mm-mm. It comes with the package. That's right. Um, and it also helps me with my decision making. Mm. So if I get like a message from this person that wants to work with me, then I, I instead of just being so excited and jumping into it, I'm like, I have to take a step back, you know, and pray about it. Mm-hmm. Now, I definitely need to do a better job of praying about every single, yeah. even the little things. Yeah. But really taking a step back. Okay, this is something that is going to honor God. Does it make mm, sense? That's is something so that's true. That's going to cause me to have to um, like waver in my mm-hmm. beliefs, and that's why I love boundaries and I love, you know, walking this walk with the Lord. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll just be taking whatever seems good. That's right. On the you surface, know? and everything that's good is not necessarily from God. Yeah. You know that it's not necessarily God. I'll that's say that. right. Yeah. And so it definitely helps. That's good. Um, and then also it keeps me grounded. Having people also that are believers as well. Yes. That keep close to me. It keeps me yeah. grounded because with this social media thing, you can hmm. get beside yourself. Hmm. And so that's why. And another book that I love is Boundaries. Ah. <laughs> but you, you hear me talk about boundaries a lot. Hmm. But you get beside yourself. So you need people to hold you accountable. Hmm. And that's why I get to a point where I'm like, okay, I've mm, been spending a little bit too much time on social media. It's time to unplug. Yeah. And let me get back to the word. Let me see what yes. God is saying. Because all this, all these distractions, all this. Many voices. I need to go ahead and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of reset myself. And then that helps. Yeah. And it helps me to not feel like, oh my gosh, I'm not posting. Oh, mm. People are going to start unfollowing. <laughs> they, they, can, they can go. You know, because yeah. I'm not doing it for them. That's right. And that's what yeah. helps to keep me going, right? Absolutely. So that's why I can take a break mm. for two weeks and come back and be like, oh, okay, cool. Just carry on. Yeah. I agree with you because um, being a Christian means that you're connected to a limitless God. Mm-hmm. And it means that your creativity is also limitless. Mm. Like there's really no end to it it's not possible Mm -hmm. it doesn't end and the way that we measure things of value is very different from the way that the world measures value Mm -hmm. whereby the world would measure in terms of using tangible skills like number of followers how much applause you have how many awards you've won where you're being seen at which celebrity is standing next to you in the photograph and all of that stuff Mm -hmm. that's those are human or those are natural, I guess, you know, standard measures of success. Mm -hmm. Whereas success for us Christians is not always physical. There's success that happens in the unseen realm Mm -hmm. where there is growth going on and there is, you know, productivity and you're investing into your future and you're creating. I think the best part of it is is the fact that as as a Christian, you're a creator. You know, the Bible says that we're co-creators with Christ. So you're actually creating and creation is really physically manifesting the thing that's not seen so that other people can see and enjoy it. Mm. And that's what you're doing. Like you, you're bringing something that's unseen. Nobody knows what's going on in that mind of yours. We can't, we don't know. We don't know how many Listen, conversations you're having. 90% of the time is about planting. <laughs> Listen, that, that's another area we've bonded on. Yeah. Planting. Yes. I love my doodle. If you just see me looking, I'm thinking of You're planting. thinking of it. <laughs> <laughs> a world without plantain would be a very sad world. Yeah. No. <laughs> How do you like your plantain? Ooh. Okay. So I like it right 
not when it's too too, too yellow. I, mm. I, I need a little sweetness. Yes, but yes, not yes. where it's but not so dark. Ripe okay. Super soft and yes, just, like I need yes. that in between. Mm. Ah, that's my. In fact, the one I'm that thinking about that I'm gonna right. eat today, I said, "Go, <laughs> let them get it right." So, do you get? Do you like it fried or cooked? Like we've been told not to fry. So, <laughs> do you like it brown or do you like it just golden yellow? More of the brown. Yeah, me yeah. too. But I like it like how I like my men. So. We're gonna have a plant. <laughs> this is turning into a plantain. Oh. <laughs> right, I hear you. <laughs> Okay, so this is turning into a plantain podcast, and mm-hmm. we're gonna marry you all very soon. Don't worry, okay. it's gonna happen. <laughs> so, do you cut your plantain in the oval shape, the or do you make it? Yeah. The sir, I don't know. I feel like when you cut it in round, it tastes different. I it tastes. <laughs> it don't taste the same. Do you salt it at all? Half and half. Okay, but not really. I salt if I do, it'll my... be like like when it's already know, cooked. Oh, okay, really? Just, then you just, just put it in. Just sprinkle. Please okay. Don't, don't, don't we don't want to have that now. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, there's nothing quite. So, what do you eat plantains with? Um, stew. Okay. I like it with stew. What else are you with? Eggs. eggs. Yeah. yeah. You know the fancy eggs, all the onions. And yeah, all the yeah. The I'm Nigerian like omelette. My <laughs> is sweet, man. I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> I just sit back and think, wow, God was thinking of me when He made plantains. Listen, He did. Was. Was. And the things you can do with plantains. Right, right. People who don't eat plantains. No, no, you feel sorry for God them. No, no, they're really missing out. <laughs> no, but they're I, missing out. I didn't want to touch on what you said. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, just this walk mm. you know i think walking with the lord and doing the social media thing it helps me to mm-hmm. not be enamored by the follower wow. counts and all celebrities yeah. and all these things because it's not for them mm. right and I, but i think when you don't when you're not you know staying close to the cross mm. then you look at the numbers and you're yeah you think that you know it's all about you yes and, you know all these people are praising you right. and, well. and you get beside yourself and so the same people that are praising you next day they can be criticizing right you. And now your whole world crumbles Com- because yeah. that's where your identity was from. oh my gosh wow and so for me it's just like okay you know when i get comments oh, okay praise god but mm-hmm. I, I let them roll off my back mm-hmm. and i'm not so, don't don't be sucked you're not sucked mm-mm. into it you know same thing with criticism unless it's from somebody that i know if it's just somebody that i don't know some random say, like okay, who are you it is what it is yeah. you have the right to feel the way you feel absolutely but it definitely helps me to keep the main thing the main thing mm. otherwise honestly i feel like i don't see how people do this without god because I right. will go, i'll go my, I'll, you go crazy listen you're all and then you're always thinking i need to go viral i need to go viral right. my my followers I don't have time. No, no. If the video wants to get two likes, let it get two likes. Then yeah. they're gonna sleep. Exactly. I don't have time. It is what it is. My goal is just to be able to use my gift to glorify God. This is the gift that God has given me. There's nothing that I can yeah. do. Like it's just in me. Yeah. And so let me use it to glorify God. And, yeah. And make an impact. Yeah. After that, I'll go to sleep. Absolutely. <laughs> and your gift is enough. It is yeah. powerful. It's constantly evolving. Mm-hmm. It's not tied to what's going on in the world mm-hmm. either there's a scripture i read this morning i can't even remember which one <laughs> what it was but there was a scripture i read this morning that had to do with oh i have to find it and, and yeah. share it with you mm-hmm. but it had but it made me think about how we don't something you just said we don't move along with the world like you're doing it for god right. and so your decision making and your content and your creativity mm-hmm. and business and everything is not tied to the movements and the happenings in the world it's mm-hmm. literally just it's vertical right and you know for me it's a way to show people that listen god has a sense of humor if you don't know he does. sometimes i'll just be washing dishes and he'll just put something <laughs> in. Ah, 
I mean, God has a sense of humor if people don't know. So I don't know. My goal is just live this life intentionally. Yeah. You know, glorify God, use my gift. Um, mm. And yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much, Beverly. This has been a great conversation. Welcome, no, it has been good. Yes. Oh, it has been really good. <laughs> this was Wonderful. such a fun conversation. I love the fact that Beverly has put in quite a few measures to make sure she remains grounded in her faith, in her walk, in her intentions and how she wants to live her life. I came away with quite a few lessons about being authentic, being intentional and really just living this life as we were created to live it, living it simply. And I've come away with some new intentions of my own. But I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode. And I'd also love to know who you would love for me to bring on to the Living Inside Our podcast. We are looking for authentic guests, people who have gone through some sort of trial. Because I believe trials have a refining uh, influence on the mind. They have a refining effect on the mind. Now, you don't have to have gone through a trial to learn to live authentically. But if that's you, if you have somehow figured out a way to be yourself, then uh, drop me a note, send an email to pa at toxarotary.com. I've left that email in the show notes. And of course, if you want to catch up with Beverly and uh, get to know more about her and follow her online, her handle is at Beverly Adaise. Have a wonderful rest of the day and I will see you at episode 70.